Hello. This is Improvised Radio Theatre with Dice. With me, Michael Kuehl. And me, Roger Bell-West. And spring hasn't quite sprung, but it, but, but it's being wound up to, to spring. It's warm uh, enough just... for me to work in the garden. That counts as spring. We're past the equinox, dash it all. Yeah, yeah your metabolism may not be, you know, the average human being's I do, I, metabolism. I... <laughs> Um, but uh, but yeah, we we can we can see it. We we haven't reached spring, but we can sort of see it from here. Um, this time we're going to be talking about mostly social constructs, about how we interact with our fellow human beings, and how back you, in you the pull day, the lever, the reward comes out. Simple. Next and uh, next after that, uh, we will be talking about the good old days, about the de- best days of your life when you were kidnapped off to some remote Scottish castle and taught the secrets of the universe by people who are mentally um, unique. But uh, before that, I would like to thank uh, several people who put some money in our tip jar. Uh, Robert Wolf, John Hagen, Dustin Tranberg, thank you very much. This does encourage us to keep the show going. Thank you very much indeed, gents. Those of you who like, who who would like to join them will get instructions at the end of this podcast. PayPal.me slash RogerBW and just say, say what it's for because various things go through that. Onwards. Rush and I were chatting the other day um, on our way up to play board games in Oxford. And we got somehow, I cannot recall how, onto the topic of social um, resolution systems in role-playing games. And it struck me that a lot of what you see uses the ideas from the combat systems as a way to model what's going on in uh, in social um, events. And well, in... when it does that much, um, it, I think look, looking, as, as we often do, at the history of role-playing games and the very early stuff, the, the rules yeah. basically support combat and a few combat-adjacent things, and that's it. When you start getting social skills for quite a while... I think the general assumption is that you have you have a one role thing. You know, I will I will bargain using my merchant skill, and that will determine the price I get. Or I will try to bribe this guard to let me through, and I'll use my bribery skill. That yeah, but when, thing. yeah, and that's that's fine when uh, when the combat and the adventuring things are the primary focus of mm, the game. Absolutely. But if you want to have even sessions. Uh, when you aren't doing combat, but you're groveling to the king or wooing the princess or trying to get um, the evil um, uh, king's advisor thrown out on his ear, or even starting a revolution, you know, I mean, people have ambitions, then you need something more detailed and something more flavourful. A hmm. uh, first and example it... of this I saw, I think, was probably Lace and Steel. Mm. which had a, a quite baroque combat system involving card play. It was very unusual for the day. It was custom cards and everything. Yeah. And you'd use a different set of cards for... Was it a different set of cards for the social? But it was, it was broadly similar mechanics. You had, you had, you had two sets of, of dueling rules, one for sorcery and one ah, for yeah. uh, blades. That was it. And as, as is so often, and this is the point I was coming to, as so often happens in all sorts of role-playing games... People take the system that is most developed 
um, which is the going to be the system for combat because uh, we know what people came for, and try to use it in everything. And I think we talk about um, the combat of the ballroom or the boardroom, um, the combat of the classroom and the debate, but it's a metaphor. It's not, it's not the way things actually happen. At least I think it's not the way that things actually happen. Well, I have, I have I'm going to be blind a bit cruel spots. Here. My, go on. And suggest that to a lot of early role players, um, they probably knew about as much about social interactions that were not purely transactional as they did about fights. I, I do see second, a very that second bit is really harsh. I I, I, I do I, see a very transactional model in a lot of this. I mean, it makes sense in the simplistic thing. You know, I'm only meeting this person for thirty seconds. Do do they give me what I want or not? You know, yeah. Do I do I bribe the guard or do I have to fight him? That kind of thing. Yeah. But I think the more you extend this into the idea that you'll have a long term relationship with somebody and then try to get them to do something for you. And how mm. those interact, I, I think the more the co- the combat approach breaks down. I mean, in a combat, there there is no pretense of friendship. No, and uh, and once you kill them, they you can go away and never worry about them again. Yeah. But uh, but just as the, well, that's a, that's that's a, a, an extreme simplified version of uh, of how combat strategically works out. Because often you don't kill them, and they don't kill you, and you come back for. Uh, Lusting for more, for vengeance and what have you, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the tra- the trouble is that when you um, when you do anything more complicated than um, uh, may may I have uh, a newspaper? Here is one pound. Uh, thank you, sir. Here is your change. Uh, when you have to do, I've just just shown how long it is since I bought a newspaper. I wasn't going to say. Uh, um, when you when you do do that do that it, it, there is there is no comeback. It exists within a framework of a social setting, but you don't interact deeply with the social setting. Whereas if you're trying to woo the princess uh, or overthrow throw the state, the the framework is the thing that you're both operating in and using, and the thing that you're damaging at the same time. Even if you're taking the probably fairly authentically medieval model that you don't really expect there to be any love in this relationship, yeah, you still. I mean, if 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 you if you call if you trick the princess into signing on the dotted line, and then you know five minutes later she works out she's been had. This is not going to be the the foundation of of a successful relationship. She's probably going to have you assassinated. Yeah, long term. Well, from the from the point of view of of the GM, this is all grist to the storytelling mill. But yes, you, it it is complicated. So, are there better models we could use? Because we can't. Huh, we do use real social interaction skills in games all the time. That is the default um, way of playing social interaction. You get the player who is a good talker, who is inventive, who is who can be charming? There are a few of us, and uh, and you get them to uh, uh, to play out the scene and jointly create the uh, what happens with with the games master. But that's a possibility in all systems. It you, can't you be the only. Th- 
there, there were great debates in White Dwarf in the 1980s about about this sort of thing. Yeah, you know, as games were starting to get something like a fast talking skill, however that yeah. was implemented mechanically. So, well, okay, you know, what, what about my friend inarticulate Bob, who wants to play the fast talker because it's a, you know it's a fantasy. He's not he's not a wizard in real life either, but the but the rules say he can play a wizard, so he ought to be able to play the persuasive guy. On and the other hand, it's a lot less fun to role play if. Bob stammers through his inarticulate I want this and you have to act as if he'd made a, made a convincing thing or indeed vice versa should the articulate player who let's face it has a lot of advantages already um, be able to overcome the disadvantage of playing a character who isn't good yeah. at persuading that, that perhaps is even because they're a minority group the character is a minority group whom everybody in the setting despises hmm okay the yeah, that, well, the thing, the thing I was going to go on to say, apart from inarticulate Bob, and I have a few inarticulate Bobs um, in my games who say, what do you want me to do? Oh, ah, uh, I don't know. Or, oh, I'll, I'll just roll the dice, shall I? Um, and I do, but I do cater to those players um, and, try, and, and try to give them a, an ability to do things their characters would be able to do. But apart from that, I was going to say, just rolling once at a, one dice once, even with modifiers, isn't a, a tactical or strategic uh, system. And I think uh, tactics and strategy can be applied to social things uh, by people more coherent than I am. But uh, but I think I think it does happen. And um, what are, the question I'm I suppose I'm asking here is. What sort of if if the metaphor of combat doesn't work, what sort of metaphor what would? What sort of game are we playing when we're playing social games? Well, I'm going to borrow David Graeber here, who is he he talked. Uh, I think I think it was in depth the first five thousand years um, about the baseline communism that holds society together. You know. I, I, I give you I give you directions when I meet you randomly in the street. Somebody lights my cigarette. Um, yeah, that that none none of this is big enough to require anybody to pay anybody else, except maybe yeah. in, a, in a in the libertarian wet dream. And I think all these models ignore that. You know, it will vary with society. It will vary with people. It will vary with how you, how you react to the specific person and how they present themselves. But a lot of the time. A lot of people will just quite happily do small harmless favors for each other. Yeah, so, so that's, well, I say so that's I, a starting point. That's a starting point, but it's it's really below the level of resolution that you're going to be interested. Yeah, but what's in the thing from, that somebody regards as a small harmless favor? Hmm. Uh, and yeah, and as, actually, it's a good point. It, uh, the point of it is the point at which you really ought to be suspicious. About why this person is asking to to go go in there, but you're not because they're polite, well spoken of your uh, social group or one that you look up to. So yes, that's that sort of thing. If it's critical, can be of interest. But again, you don't don't want to roll to see if somebody can walk across the floor mm. or or pick up a pen, pick up a pencil. There has to come a point at which. It's it's seen on game in the 
uh, the person well, who's ha- going how, up... how about for for a more significant thing? You know, I I buy coffee from this guy every day as I go into the office, and today I ask him, look, if anybody comes around asking, you didn't see me, all right? Yeah. Now, I can quickly, I can very easily picture. Um, I I know people who buy coffee from the same person every day and don't know who that person is other than the guy who sells me coffee. Then you, at the other end, you get some, the, somebody like my wife who, who will have their entire life story within about 10 seconds. I know. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and know. That, that, I know. That will determine... Uh, the, 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 the apparent relationship is very similar in terms of, you know, I, I, most days I say hi, coffee, and you say, yeah, sure. But those are very different reactions that they will have when they're asked to do something a bit unusual. It's true, and uh, and that social that sort of uh, awareness of people caring about the details of people is probably something we ought to we ought to um, model in this system. I I was thinking of going to to say, is using a resource management uh, sort of game mechanic. The sort of thing that you should you should do for social things. I mean, in a way, most social um, there is not much social expenditure in the important moments. You don't use immense amounts of energy. You don't um, you use time and uh, and memory, um, but 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 only the time is used up. I'm, some of it, I think, is tolerance. Uh, how much will I put up with? I, I've I don't know. Um, Hang on, how, who is the I here? The the, the, the person being asked for whatever it is, perhaps. So, um, you know, if, if um, we, we we are at the pub and and you say, "Oh, I haven't got any money at the moment. Do do you mind if I don't buy my round tonight?" And and so on. And I will probably say, "Well, that's fine. You do that every week." I will start to say, "Well, hang on a minute." Um. Uh- I'd probably say you want me to buy around. Oh, right. And that 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 will start with how I feel about you, and it will it will modify how I feel about you. Uh, Repetitive strain, yes. And just you know, maybe maybe I won't care at all. Um, for for me, I would much rather say, "Oh, that's fine. Don't pretend you're going to pay me back. I know you're not. Let's just say I'll pay for you." But a lot of people want the illusion of. Being able to pay somebody back one day. Hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, and, and knowing when not to say say you're never going to pay me back, are you? To somebody is, is also a skill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the uh, so all right, so all right, so so let us say that you people do always people who who use other people, whether well meaningly or ill do use up their um, their stock of goodwill. But you don't want to keep um, separate accounts of the, the chap who you, bought, uh, who, who you buy coffee, coffee from or, and, uh, and the lady at the library and all, all of that. They're part of the web of... But of uh, maybe stress comes into this. That's a useful... Um, that's a useful... Mechanic, which you could steal from uh, uh, Blades in the Dark and its its subordinate 
creations. What, you, what do they mean by stress? They mean uh, the stress that the operator puts themselves under to do better and to do things that make them nervous and to survive when they are dangling by their fingertips and have to pull themselves up. If they have a limited pool of of moments of excitement that they can tolerate, and if they uh, go over that, bad things might happen, will happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be... There is a certain... When you're playing a con job, I, I don't speak from experience, but from having read books, you know. When you're running a con job, there is a certain amount of um, stress on your nerves, possibly all the time. Uh, unless, oh... It's there, worth there, noticing there must, uh, Ch- Charles yeah, Ponzi of, yeah. of the eponymous scheme and quite a lot of people who've imitated him since are often... Very, he was, the others very often are, very glad when they get arrested because they've just kept it going and kept it going and you know all the plates are still spinning and it's such a relief when they don't have to keep them spinning anymore, even if they are going to prison. Yeah, I think there may be people who are neurologically flexible enough that they don't feel the stress and don't feel the strain. But I suspect they have other psychological limitations too. I've, I've certainly met charming sociopaths whom everybody loves until they finally notice how much they've been had. Hmm. So, hmm. so yes, actually, the, the, if, we, if you're going to model this, you want to be able to model the extreme cases. So the people who really don't care about how much they're lying and don't keep track are going to are are going to have an inability to perceive other things and an inability to perceive when they get into trouble but assuming you're not a sociopath and you're just a con man <laughs> or no let us say you're not a sociopath you're just a politician trying to persuade people that uh, or a revolutionary trying to recruit people or you know the the person who's trying to get get into the knickers of the princess, um, that uh, that there is going to be a strain and there is going to be a pool of both what you of, of your own nerves which you're using up and ne- and needs to be refreshed from time to time, and a pool of you've been to this well too many times before, which should be a general pool. Um, not you don't keep track of every of every per, separately of every person you've um, uh, you've uh, uh, asked for something uh, for, but it increases the risks that someone is going to put all it all together and realise what you are up to. All right, particularly the, the more connected the, the society yeah. is. Yes, that's a good point. The smaller that. A city is a place where you can do a lot of different things and not be noticed. Uh, a village less so. A royal court could be a village in uh, in social terms, um, but what well, even I, I think it depends. City. Um, it depends on th- things like factions. Oh, if, if if I rip off faction A, are they going to warn their enemy faction B about me, or or are they just or are they just going to go after me themselves? That kind of thing. It, it it would vary depending on who those people were. 
Yeah. I, I think what what I'm coming to here, and I, I have been working on something approximating this for GURPS in, in a very small way, but it's it's nothing like ready for publication, um, is this deserves to be at least as complex as a as a vaguely realistic set of combat rules. I'd say so, yes. And if if your game is one where combat is resolved with, you know, one opposed die roll, well, fair enough, the social can be too. But I, I don't think it should be any less so if you want it to feel plausible in that setting. Mm, there's uh, the, the overall system in the new edition of Unknown Armies is that your group, um, your team, has combined together to achieve something, some uh, specific change in the world on some scale or other. And your weekly adventures are contributing to that total, which is expressed as a percentile. And it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger until the point at which the uh, uh, the group or group either reaches he either get, reaches a hundred or the group says sod it, let's roll now. And I think you could use something like that. The if you're if you're doing a um, if you're do, doing a, um, a complex social action, a many weeks, months, days, weeks, months of fitting it all together so it all works, and it could be a garden party or a revolution, um, then you need need a means of building up the score and then finally saying, we've got enough of it together, let's go with it. Or sometimes having the universe say, yeah, you're going ready or not. Yeah, um, considering I, I, I think this could get very complex, and I think perhaps it should get very complex. So you can say, you know, I want you to do this thing which is not particularly beneficial to you, but it will help you put one over on your rival. Hmm. That kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And th- that, of course, is assisted by having done the research and knowing that the other guy is this guy's rival. Hmm. And, uh, and it still might not work. Hmm. The but the yeah the I think you want the basic system to be simple enough that people can grasp it with their minds, and you want it to be capable of being um, what's the word fractalized, focused down into individual de- details um, that that can make uh, scenes or scenarios in and of themselves, hmm. and. I, I'd be wary. All right, I, I will admit that I tend to, I tend to overcomplicate things. I would be very wary of having a single progress meter because that is that feels to me subject to rules lawyering. Apart from anything else, you 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 can't keep hitting the same guy again and again to get the to get the high progress from him. You need to hit a bunch of different guys and get them all on your I'd, side for the revolution. Oh, I think I think that, that sort of I think that's tr- I think that's cer- that's certainly true. Um, and uh, and you can you can fracture um, uh, uh, people's confidence in you and their support of your clause. It sounds like actually the the mental image that went through my mind was uh, uh, program management. So what are those charts called? The dependency. You have Gantt to do this charts. thing. Sorry, Gantt charts. I think that's the word. Yes. Dependence. Uh, you have to do this thing, so you can do that thing, so you can do this thing, and at the same time, you've got to ensure that these three things are also being taken care of. But I suspect that's more detail than 
I think that's more detail than most managers want to go into, let, <laughs> let alone uh, most uh, m- uh, most GMs. All right, all right. Uh, and, the, and, the fir- not, the, I, I the don't first... think you're starting revolution every week, but I am going. Well, it would be, might be an interesting game if you did. I am going to go to one of my old standbys here, um, Mission Impossible. Because a lot of that is about managing the psychology of people. I mean, yes, yes, there are tricks, but very often the trick is in order to make bad guy A believe that bad guy B has ratted on him and taken the money or whatever. Yeah. And yeah, Uh, the the tricks are nice, the tricks are fun, but it, it all rests on the psychological analysis of... How how can we get this guy to believe an incorrect thing about his rival, so that so that he will go after him and leave the way open for us to actually get the money or whatever? Yes, um, the place uh, 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 in the dark comes in here again because uh, it has chosen the radical step of only ever doing the lightest sketch of um, of how you're going to achieve what you're going to achieve. Mm-hmm. And um, you start, and you once you've agreed, once you've done the research, and and you've agreed um, the the basic approach, one die roll, and that decides where you are when we go in the scene, and what sort of pickle you're in, whether hmm. whether everything's going flowingly, and they're saying yes, come this way, ambassador, or uh, or everything's just go, gone tits up. They're saying, "Let me look at that identification again." And there, yeah. there, and there, they they have a, um, the ability to retcon to go into a flashback built into the system for a price, more stress. You find yourself, you say, "Ah, but we uh, we allowed for this, uh, didn't we? This is all our part of our cunning plan." Whilst they're taking him off to examine his um, papers, the rest of us. And you, and the story goes on from there. Okay, I don't, I, I don't that's want to go too far down to... that road today because I have some thoughts about that for a, for a future segment. But uh, okay, yeah, I I think perhaps where where we may be going wrong on this is is trying to simplify what is basically an interaction of multiple people, each with their own goals and preferences and everything yeah. else, and. Yeah, the the simpler the thing you want, then the simpler the model will produce a plausible result. Uh, if it, uh, I, I am try, I'm trying to bribe bribe my way to order an audience with the princess and then seduce her. But the the more Simplicity complex it itself. is, you know, I, I I want not only to start a revolution, but to leave the right faction in power at the end of it. Always desirable. The the yes. more, the the less I think it is susceptible to this kind of simplification. Uh, yeah, and the 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 problem is uh, the GM having to build up a. I think it's easier for the GM if he has not tried to build up a perfect picture of all the social interactions involved, but just has enough plausible surface surface detail to make it look real, mm. and enough flexibility to introduce complications when the story calls for it if the dice say that your um your id uh, scam has just gone tit- tits up the gm should have a prepared or readily improvisable method 
of using that to move the story forward. I'll that's admit, I, I do tend to over-plan and end up saying, well, hang on a minute, that particular thing just can't happen because of all these other bits that are in the way. Yeah, um, but, but the way the players find out about the other bits is actually to plunge into into the middle of it rather than to do academic research first, maybe. Mm. Maybe, I don't know. But I think the thing I'm taking away from here is the idea of the of the dual stress um, mechanic. The the stress you put upon your own system if you're not a total soulless nutcase, and the stress you put on the social network that you're in. The social network and your nerves will heal in time, but whilst the operation is going on, whilst the thing is trying to be done, there are stresses and risks of pushing too far on either of them. At least for the usual sort of approach, you you cannot take a few days off to go and relax at a spa or something. Yeah. um, Actually, that's what... (laughs) Coming back to Blades in the Dark for the last time, uh, let us hope, uh, that is what Blades in the Dark recommends after the Mm. the score has been scored. Sure. Uh, don't just don't uh, overdo it, or or you'll vanish up your own self indulgence. <laughs> I think I think I, I miss being able to do it. All right, having had a, a a waltz around this, let's go and have a waltz around something else. This is something that came out of the discussion on RPGNet, and there are probably several of these ideas and we're going to bounce at you that can be found on there and even more. Magical schools. Look at that up on RPGNet and you'll have a a wealth of material. Schools of magic or schools with magic? I think in this case it's schools with magic. Schools of magic is interesting of itself, and we may uh, may have to impinge on it in this discussion. But schools where people, children, maybe students, this could extend to university courses as well, um, are taught magic of various kinds. And combining the, uh, the school adventure with, uh, with magic and what have you. Now, this... Let's start from the beginning. This tends towards the grim, at least in recent years. Well, it's either grim or very whimsical. Um, the uh, Albus Dumbledore got it, got a lot of criticism for uh, what he allowed to happen under his headmastership. Um, and there's also Naomi Novik's, uh, I think it's called The Magical Education, in which uh, the pupils at her scholomance seem to be equally dedicated to knocking each other off, enslaving each other magically, and generally being really nasty people, uh, as well as trying to learn how to do magic. Well, let's face it, a lot of children, uh, by the time they get to school, haven't really developed any particular moral sense. Some of them don't by the time they leave. Then they become politicians, but, you know. 
Some people spend large amounts of money to ensure that their children do not develop a moral sense. Now, that's me being cynical. I mustn't be cynical too much. It's not, it's not entertaining. <laughs> um, the, the, but it's certainly a, a good playground for te- telling stories about childhood and magic. And so I wanted to poke around a bit and say... How would we do this if we decide, were crazy enough to decide to do it? Well, I, I think there are some important themes here. Um, I, I would summarise one of them as we've got to save the world, but we've also got to pass our exams. Let's so, get yeah, our priorities on, right. On yes. the one level, you are um, doing something of great importance that, for whatever reason, the authorities are not involved in. Maybe there aren't authorities, maybe they're ineffectual, maybe they're corrupt, whatever. That, that, that to some extent, is the classic problem of children's adventure fiction of how do you get the grown-ups out of the way. Mm. But on the other hand, and at the same time, you also have the, stu- the school story tropes, um, you know, the, the, the nice or nasty peers, the nice or nasty teachers, and that kind of thing. And, and of course, the, these will blend into each other. Uh, the, um, the, the nice teacher who who is surreptitiously trying trying to set you up to uh, do something that will have terrible results, whatever. Yeah, the uh, there is uh, a uh, a side um, genre here, uh, which I only seen in games once, um, which is the uh, staff room focused uh, adventure, mm. in which you are the uh, you are the teachers. And you're battling against each other and against the uh, uh, against the things that your pupils keep throw, throwing at you. I think it's rather hard for me to th- consider a team of five or or three, three, four, or five um, teachers all working together on the same thing. But you could make a. <laughs> well, you have more experience of the life of teachers than I do. So yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I'm not saying that that they're all fighting against each other, but but they have, every teacher I know of has has more than enough enough problems to be going on with without trying to save the world at the same time. It would make after, a grand, after all this paperwork, saving the world would be a relief. Yeah, it would make a grand um, soap opera, uh, but I'm not sure it's uh, it's good for the the adventure uh, genre. Um, it occurs to me that you might do something with um, Ask Magical like setup in which uh, in which one member of staff uh, has a, has the has the core of the adventure and uh, and they, they drag along their favourite pupils and ancillary <laughs> staff into, <laughs> into into the mess. Um, I, Bang! I a up. shot. There are three vacancies for New St. Trinian's girls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! But all right, let's assume that we're focusing on the pupils. For what do we want to? What sort of system do we want, and what do we want to do with it? Well, mm, the the examples that I can think of of yeah. school focused games are all very lightweight. Yeah, and that yeah, clearly this is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, because I'm me, my my first thought would be to reach for something like GURPS, but that's because it doesn't just say you are the charismatic one, it says you're the charismatic one and you specialise in this sort of way of persuading people to do what you want. 
or you're the smart one, but you, you that these you know these things, and not all of those things as well. So it it it, it, it lets you have be a bit more specialised, and so may, maybe your party won't between them be good at everything. Yeah, Hermione Granger has the bangs. Ill know it all. Yeah, do do bear in mind, I have never read Harry Potter. I gave up after a couple of chapters of the first book. Okay, okay. So, In that case, I'll try not to uh, uh, to to leave. I mean, this, this is almost certainly use, useful to our listeners, but but it's not particularly helpful to me. <laughs> well, so, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I I looked at GURPS and thought about it. There is a GURPS uh, magical university uh, setting um, called Worming Hall. Yes, uh, uh, the, the, there's more than that, but yes. Um, uh, well, I I think I I was gonna say. GURPS was one of the things I didn't want to turn to, because it seems to me that if you're going to make um, you're going to make learning the learning experience interesting, you don't want just want to say and in this term we learned that and in the, which prepared us in the next turn to learn the other, and we did a side, side order of this as well. Well, um, there I, are I was going at to least say three GURPS books. Go on. I was going to say. What I want, I think, what I want the magic to be is something that the pupils develop for for, for themselves, maybe from precedence that earlier practitioners of that sort of magic laid down. But each magic should be something that um, is one individually for the for the pupil. Um, maybe making each learning each new spell. Being a, a sort of quest, a sort of experiment, experiment in the magical realm, which they bring back to uh, to the world. Um, that that's as far as I got, but yeah, you can see it's not immediately a thing that that works with GURPS and with the GURPS magic system. Well, the, there are but, three relevant GURPS books, I think. Here, uh, the mechanics uh, in GURPS social engineering back to school. Which is yeah. all about a a campaign that is focused on I, uh, pupils or indeed teachers. Uh, that that's not for the most part actually new rules. It's more about using the existing rules for learning and study time and so on to say, yeah. okay, yeah, in, let let's say you you have a ten week term or whatever. What is a reasonable game mechanical amount of stuff for you to have learned during that time? Yeah, and in in a way that's that's fine. Um, it, it produces lesson plans and the things that the uh, that the uh, the teachers want you to know, but on the other hand, where the story lies is with um, the things that you surprise your teachers with. The mm, well, that the, yeah. su- that that's the mechanics. Uh, there is also, as you mentioned, Wormingall, but also by uh, Bill Stoddard, which to, to some extent is a worked example of this. Though I, I can't remember the exact order of publication. Uh, that that is sort of medievalish. Yeah, uh, uh, in in it's basically uh, it feels to me quite close to Ars Magica in that it's trying to be a relatively realistic world outside where the magic is, and not a lot of people get directly involved with the magic. Uh, there, there's a lot of historical, you know, town versus gown tension, that yeah. kind of thing in there. And the wealth's just over the border, um, uh, coming in and shooting people. Obviously, uh, it's it. Uh, I I thought that some of the um, some of the patterns of learning were going to turn out a very unimpressive looking um, magician at the end of the day, 
but maybe excitement wasn't what, what he wanted for the feel of the thing. Well, there, there are world design considerations there. I mean, if, if you are turning out you know, 30 competent magicians a year, why, why does your world still look recognisable? Well, maybe it doesn't. Maybe it shouldn't. Maybe, uh, maybe you want to see what the, how the world cha- cha- changes when magic becomes more uh, more available. And historical approaches to magic tend to be broadly uh, of of a right wing political sympathy. You know, I have learned the power. I am better than you, who have not. There, there is very rarely any kind of attempt to democratize it. It's, you know, I, 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 I learned it. These lazy people could, could be good, could be great too, if they only could be bothered to learn it. I, th- um, I think, yeah. I think, I think I go with the um, magic as a talent, and it, uh, and it turns up, it turns up in in every social class. And if you try to create a pure blood cast, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. That was another Harry Potter reference for those of you who are not keeping score. Uh, what so, was the third thing? Well. GURPS IOU. Oh yes, I had forgot. All right, this which, which is... is. I mean, granted, this is this is with with a comic attitude deliberately. Well, and the, the wilder the, woolly, yeah. The the primary skill for the security guard career is, I think, uh, movement speed. Uh, but it, it doesn't really talk much about the learning side of things. It's much more you are at this university where all kinds of weird stuff happens. And you and you're you're trying to survive it. Yeah, I don't get the impression that uh, anybody ever ran IOU as a campaign. As a one-off, it's immense fun um, because you are at this great multi-dimensional university, outside, sort of outside space-time, but with but with occasional uh, occasional uh, pops out to the ta- American towns nearby to raid the malls and things like that. But uh, but the things that you are being asked to do as um, as as a as a student are what gets you into trouble, and the thing you have to adventure over in order to um, suppress the things that are um, eating people in the in the steam tunnels. Yeah. Or, so so it, so instead of the mad scientist's di- di- diabolical plan, it's your lab mate's science project has got out of hand, perhaps. That kind of thing. It, it, yeah, it's the mad scientist say, saying, for extra credit, clean that mess up that I've just made. Or... Uh, I, I think it's... Just that thinking of the examples of this sort of thing that people have talked about, I, I, for my taste, it's too easy to drop the school stuff in favour of adventure. Um, something like Girl Genius. Yeah. Which started uh, off as, you know, I'm, I'm studying this stuff... And doing quite badly at it, but it has dropped that long since, really. Well, as she she gets transmogrified um, in, into her true self about uh, half a year in, which I, you know, which which is which is fine if that's the sort of story you want to tell. But particularly in a role playing context, uh, we've talked before about the feeling of um, this isn't really the campaign I signed up for. Yeah. So, what is the Fun, what is the fun bit of stories set in schools? Because I remember school as being intermittently, uh, intermittently unpleasant sometimes, and uh, and stress and strain. I mean, I remember the good bits as well, but um, there, there's a lot of suffering, uh, suffering, and people want to uh, 
People who presumably suffered in their own schools want to go back and relive it, and I, I'm wondering why. Well, most of the... Um, I, I can think of three uh, role-playing games that are explicitly about school life. Yeah. And I think the inspiration for these is really the school story much more than people's own school experience. Yes, that's... That strikes me as very odd, because my exposure to the school's story was the Billy Bunter, Bunter things, and I, I, I have unresolved, unresolved rage um, uh, about, about, uh, those, uh, about, about those uh, stories now, because for me, they were just recreating the teasing that I underwent uh, when I was a pupil, torment. But Occasional stuffing headfirst down a toilet. For for a better example, um, P.G. Woodhouse's early stories, the Tales of St. Austin's and such like. Never come across them. Oh, they're really rather good. Um, I mean, he he is P.G. Woodhouse, so he he's doing he's working in what is clearly a quite tightly defined genre, but he is pushing mm. the boundaries of it. And, so what, and with with the Mike story, Mike and Smith stories in particular, he he gradually goes outside. You know, the, the, after after a bit, they leave the school because the bottom dropped out of the school story market, and they they yeah. they grow up and they're trying to make their way in life and so on. Well, loosely, <laughs> some some similar that they uh, they're, they're trying to avoid having to get honest jobs. Let's face it. Yeah, I. Uh... Uh, there's also uh, Storky and Co. To mm. say nothing of right-wing smugglers, um, but uh, that's that's very much inspired by his, by his personal memories. I I honestly not fairly sure that I would not care to be at school with Storky, um, or in, indeed in in the same county as him most of the time. One one gathers that the actual models for these people were much more boring. Well, yeah. Um, but also, um, consider Gordy Knight. Oh yes, which oh, is the academic setting, but you know it, it it is broadly a former pupil is coming back and interacting with people and you know, look, looking back on their relationship. So there's the nostalgia as well as the yeah, and this is just the way things are done, and we can't really question it. Well, this is I I still need to know. We've got a group of young people in a partly controlled environment, um, uh, and they don't leave. It's not that they can't, but they're not provoked enough to leave. Well, I, I think the school story implies a certain amount of insulation. I mean, if you if you did something frightful out in the real world, you would get punished, but not as much as a random person who. Who similarly did something frightful? The school will absorb some of the, some of the consequences for you, and then punish you. So, yeah, go on. And then you've got the tension between that and yes, but we've got the actual adventure to do, and that's not going to be insulated because this is entirely outside the the sphere that the school is in. You know that this you know, they, they they did not train us for dealing with dark lords. But that's what we seem to have here. Yeah, um, I was, hmm. I was, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking that if danger is built into, is baked into the process of learning magic, then that creates the necessary uh, tension um, to because the pupils have to go out 
as a team or on their own in order to find the magic. And there's only so much that the teachers can do to um, prepare them for that. I'm not sure if that's the way to do it, but I, I was asking really what the excitement is in a normal school story. What are they about? Is it about the comradeship? Is it about the stages of life of growing up? Because I'm not sure I'm finished yet. I think some of this is, is the argument Mike Pondsmith made for Cyber Generation, um, which was the transition from Cyberpunk 2020, where you're playing um, adult violent types, to mutant kids. Uh, the, this idea that children feel everything more intensely. Now, that has not been my personal experience, but Mike was working for Microsoft, so... <laughs> I uh, I don't I don't know, know so much. The uh, I I I have the feeling that there's something odd and masochistic. There's certainly an element of uh, with adult gamers doing it. There's certainly an element of um I I if I could go back and have my time o over this is the sort of thing I I would have done instead of the mess I actually made it think. <laughs> The, the the problem is I don't seem to have a handle on this. Instinctively, I think this is a really good idea. It's a cool thing, but when it comes down to writing the um, the campaign description the, uh, for the GM and for the players, I am coming up dry, and I'm wondering why. And well, then there's look, the look, looking at Monster Hearts. Um, yeah, how by the be apocalypse game. I've I've mentioned I think before that I've been listening to the esoteric order of role players uh, playthrough of this, and the the thing that I think they're getting out of it is, as adults, we can see that there there are obvious ways to resolve these conflicts and de-escalate them and get on. But if one is playing accurately as the kids who are sort of teenage, variously, yeah. um, they're not going to think of that and they're just going to dig themselves into even more trouble and things are all going to go horribly wrong. And there's a certain joy to this is a disaster that is 80% of my own making. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, this is, brings us around to sex. I was going to say that the, <laughs> um, the, 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 the school story... Um, the school story divides up into uh, into into two. There there is pre-sex and there is after-sex, and and as I recall it, the after-sex is even more embarrassing than the pre-sex was. Well, Hang on, uh, that... worth noticing that, noting that most of the examples that we've talked about are of single-sex establishments, which in the days yeah, I... before homosexuality became a thing people could talk about, made things simpler. But um, these are not those days. Yeah, and I and I went to a mixed sex school anyway. So what do I know? <laughs> uh, um, the yeah, that is not my my experience. experience. I, I I recognize uh, Hogwarts more than I do Greyfriars. Uh the 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 problem is that that you're going through all all of that um, adolescence glop and. Um, some of us didn't work it out that well at the time, and um, and some of us think that we're we're more grown up now, but we're not. And this looks to me like a minefield. The going on to to univer to university level, 
Well, that's sort of difference. That that's that's over the the. I was going to say hump, but that's a, a terrible thing to say. Um, it's it's so over some over students the approximate rough. human. Yes, yes. Some of them have figured out uh, how, how how to be. Uh, sort of grown up and we'll pretend that uh, we're not noticing the rough rough edges um yes there there are there are other sorts of agonies in being being an undergraduate but it's not quite as embarrassing as 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 teenage adolescents can be and i, 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 I think part out. of this is a a way of trying to work through it you know I, I i may not play the stupid things i did when i was a kid but i can play stupid things that this character does and maybe that will help me feel better by by saying well yeah lots of people are stupid it wasn't just me all right that that is that is is possible but for a gm it seems like a minefield um waiting to happen i i would strongly uh i would strongly suspect that if i were to do this at all I'd stick with the pre-adolescence, um, first, second, third years, and and sort of fade out when love um, uh, sticks its head over the horizon, or jump directly to the uh, to the magical university. Yeah, and th- uh, an example I haven't mentioned yet, but I think is a, is a very good one uh, is Witch Week, Dino and Jones. Okay. Go on. Uh, so it is. Largely the largely the contemporary world, except that there are witches, which is witchcraft is illegal. It is punished by death by burning. There is an inquisition that has the job of doing this. Yeah. Um. So this this is set at a boarding school, and the first thing that happens is there is an anonymous note: someone in this class is a witch. Hmm. And so yeah, right there there is tension. From immediately from that, and some of them may actually be witches, uh, without going into spoilers about uh, just what happens hmm. there. Um, and that that is, it's not a school of magic, but it is a school with magic, which is why I wanted to make the distinction. Yeah. Yeah, a world where. Um... A world where magic is uh, is suppressed, a, a, a secret uh, school of magic, and one that, unlike uh, Hogwarts, isn't um, isn't a part of a whole separated world, but a place where you go to learn magic, and you never get to admit it to uh, to anybody, might actually be um, an interesting an interesting s- a setting. I have one minor problem with of this requires every every pupil at the school never to blab. Well, hang on, I'm thinking that 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 they are taking. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, of Xavier's uh, school uh, school for mutants, um, where you're taking the 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 special people out of the uh, the mainstream and teaching them um, separately, whilst giving them hints about. How not to spread the word of um, of uh, of uh, the existence of these superpowers? I, I was thinking more along, along the lines of, um, as far as the parents were concerned, their child got weird, and then vanished slash died slash something. Hmm. Yeah. And the, then, they are, then they are taken off to Dom Daniel or whatever, and when they come out, they are, they are 
presented as being a completely different person because let's face it if if you are an active magician with enemies the last thing you want is people knowing who your mundane parents are that is true and uh, and you want to be able to create um, a, a a hidden ide- a, a, a superficial mask perhaps several which hides your true name and your true nature because true names make you vulnerable it's, yes actually it's... I mean, magic is very flexible in terms of what what you can require in order to make it work, which, which is certainly mm. helpful. In oh, so, so uh, yeah, I'm just pointing out legends that we could make use of mm. in order to make a story. In fact, that for a novel might be a very—it's not very gameable, but for a novel um, or a series of novels, it would be useful for uh, some uh, the heartbreak of stopping being the person you were and creating a new identity which is substantially a lie you would hope or at least i would hope that the school has got reasonably good at it by now and is not going to turn out a bunch of traumatized people who are going to go off on one at the first provocation but that's just me being optimistic (laughs) well yeah if if the if the community of hidden magicians is going to survive they have to make a good job of it but there are still going to be pupils who are um, damaged by that sort of, that sort of procedure, even if it is to save their lives. And gosh, haven't we just managed to find gloom in the in the midst of whimsy? Thinking about mechanics, um, the 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 three school games that came to mind. I'm sure there are more of them. Um, Andrew Peregrine's Hellcats and Hockey Sticks. Uh, ha! Lovely name that. Yep. Uh, Phil Masters, The School Rules, which is more more in the Molesworth style. Ah, uh, any and, fool know. And uh, friend friend of the show, Shimin Begg's Brit School Hijinks. Uh, School Rules doesn't have magic in it at all. Um, Brit School Hijinks does in a sort of... It, it, it's there as a possibility, but it's it's not encoded into the rules. Hmm. Um, it, it's mostly about... Uh, these are all mostly about the mundane school life. A you could add it, it wouldn't be hard to add it, but it, it's not uh, there by design because it, it would feel too much like a bolt-on. So hang on, Let, let's pause a moment, and maybe this answers my question. Uh, what are the bits of the mundane school life that are uh, allowed for in the mechanics of that sort of game? Well, uh, the school rules is the eternal battle between boys and masters, and yeah. not, not really trying to pretend to be anything more than that. Um, I suppose so. The role of the masters is uh, is, is interesting, and uh, and I, at an optimistic moment when I was thinking about this, I thought that maybe you could combine the staff room and the um, and and the uh, common room uh, board, of the boarding house into into one game, but I'm not entirely sure that's 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 practical. I've done dafter things than that in the past but uh, they usually turned out not to be um, actually practical the, the, the sort of hijinks that uh, Shim talks about at least are things like you know win the sports tournament against overwhelming odds mm. or uh, you know th- there is a government inspection that will close the school so so fool them into not doing it or yeah, you know, a, a gang of crooks has hidden treasure on the school grounds or that, that sort of thing and obviously the St. Trinian's films are a primary reference source for this kind of thing, yeah. if, if you're me at any rate. Ah. Oh dear, yes. 
I, I do think of Molesworth more than than Centrinians, but um, mm. they, uh, yeah. I think I think I've 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 talked around this up and up and down, down this. I've almost convinced myself it's not that good an idea, but it's still well. I, I think if you don't have enthusiasm for both halves of it, then yeah, it was. And particularly if you have enthusiasm for just one half of it, it's going to feel lopsided. Uh, and I, I think if I were doing this, I might bake it into that. And let, let's say you don't feel particularly enthusiastic about the school setting, but you are interested in the, in the uh, magical Magic. shenanigans. If, yeah. Then I think the uh, I think the approach there would be to say, right, well, you're at school, but that's in the background. And you know, depending on the system you're using, maybe one of the consequences of getting seriously mentally stressed by your world saving might be that people say, hey, um, is that ev- everything all right in your life? Uh, you, you're, you're doing badly on your work these days or whatever, mm. as opposed to, you know, you're in hospital for six months. I think, that, yeah, I think the uh, that, that, that sort of suggests the idea of uh, being a, a magical pupil and... Um, uh, in, in a mon- in a mundane uh, in a mundane school, which is an interesting thing in itself, and which means that I've just thought of the thing I should have been thinking of all the way through, which is um, so you want to be a wizard, which mm. is it well, all is all of these will be in the show notes. Yeah, which is Di- uh, um, sorry Diane Duane's uh, sequence of novels about the called the Young Wizards. I think about about mm. people who discovered that they are in fact wizards, and they go off and have really cosmic scale adventures, but they still have to come home and explain to people why they haven't done their homework. But very little of the um, actual teaching there. Yeah, well, they're, they're, the, the, they're, the the narrative time is primarily given to the adventures. They just have to keep in mind we're going to have to we're going to have to explain this to authority figures. Afterwards, yeah, and the uh, for for cosmic reasons, the authority figures are perfectly happy or perfectly resigned. They're leaving the uh, uh, the cosmic cosmos saving on in the ha- hands of uh, pre adolescent teenagers. I think and they're later, saving different bits of it. Yeah, there's a lot of saving to go around. There is. It's a big cosmos. It all needs saving. So actually, I I've just focused in on the the bit. That I think is interesting, and I still haven't had a, a found a, a, a way to make it into a school adventure. <laughs> um, well, I, th- I, I think the answer is I was, I was just saying downplay the school side if you're not interested in the school side. If you, if if you got if you're inter- if you want to have your players want to have a school story, then fine. And if they don't, then don't try to force it. Yeah, um, except that there, that there is something storyable. In the um, in the idea of uh, being in a structured learning environment, which teaches you about the extraordinary things and makes you into an extraordinary person, and I, I, I feel the overlay of the of the British school story ought to be there and ought to work with it, but yeah, I'm struggling against it at the same time. Maybe I hadn't realised how much I disliked uh, the school <laughs> stories that I had read, and maybe it's a problem with my own memories of school. Uh, I, I think some some of it might be assisted by um, oh, let let let's say you you start off with a magical talent, 
yeah. for a particular field, but that that in itself is going to have to be developed. And at the same time, you learn stuff, and the stuff the stuff that's in your field, you will learn better. The stuff that's outside your field, you will learn worse. I think that the way I was thinking of it is that you are discovered to have the ability to work magic, and then you're talk the simple stuff and at some stage in your uh in your schooling you have to commit to yeah you have to go out and discover what it is that makes that you do that is the best thing that you you can do and at that point at that point you start to be able to make new magic magics that haven't been made before because you're working in your field and that's yeah I would like to make that separate from the inborn talents, though. That's the thing, because you know, maybe I'm good at fire magic in terms of magical talent, but I know other things, I have learned other things, that actually what I really want to do is metamagics, things that affect I, other spells. Mm, and then there's I that th- tension. Well, I think actually that you could go out... At, I was talking about, about quests earlier and uh, magical quests into the magic uh, realm and using that as a means of this, of uh, developing the character. And I think you may set out saying, I'm going to be a metamagician, and you come back saying, no, actually, I'm a magical healer. Um, how did that happen? Also, I think one could usefully look at the vision quest tradition here. Yeah. Because a, a lot of that is... I, I, I know I know what I want to do, and the vision quest has very different ideas about what, what the world has in, in mind for you to do. Yes, uh, that that would be something I'd want to include in the process, but that's a, that's a high point in anybody's development, and it's not something that you want to do in week one. Mm. You've got you've got to, I think you've got to build up to that point and discover who the character is. Maybe forming the character's personality traits, um, backgrounds, weaknesses, leaving them undefined to start with, and then. Discovering them through storytelling, um, a, a thing that, of course, we haven't haven't particularly talked about before. But the um, introduction to the Royal Navy in space game, I was using the, the, these same rules, yeah. and what obviously I, I, I'm um, inspired by John Winton. We joined the Navy, etc. Um, but what I, what I was trying to do there, and I think I think it's a thing that school stories in general can try to do is. These are the things that happened when we were relatively young and inexperienced, and some shadow of them will stay with us for the rest of our lives. Yeah, um, I, I, there's a, there's a lot of quite interesting um, military academy stories from Mister Midshipman Hornblower and Space Cadet onwards, mm. um, and yes, that it's ma- it's hard to make them work as uh, as team stories um because each individual um candidate is 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 trying to achieve on their own but um if you if you can weave a, a team story out of it it would be the better better for it well i think it's worth considering that a well boot camp especially but military academy to a large extent as well um is primarily about breaking down your previous socialization and replacing it with a socialization of the force which is so really so, so that time. when you are stuck in the trench 
you will not let down your bodies to either side of you who have been through the same hell you have because they are your, your they are the people you care about even if you didn't go through the individual academy with them you know they've been through something similar that is a very effective military tool mm. gradually over the 20th century the british public school has been getting away from that and trying trying to do something useful instead so when you set this will matter a lot, but you know some, something like Storky is very much training people up in that direction. Whereas yeah. St. Trinian's, it's it's a bit more a bit more different. Yeah, the uh, I th- I think th- I, I think on the whole that that uh, every time I've looked at um, uh, a documentary about uh, uh, about military training and uh, boot camp and what have you i thought why on earth are they doing that and why are they letting them do that that to them i do not understand i and, and i've never i've i've never bothered to, when i when i've run a story like this i would never bother to go with the, the bit where the sergeant major is shouting at you um and i wouldn't i wouldn't ask the I wouldn't drop a player into that and then say, what are you going to do now? Because the only appropriate thing to say for a rational being is, I resign, I resign, or I punch the sergeant major. Well, watch the first half of Platoon. I think it's about the first third. Um, yeah. I actually found the, the, second, the second section actually in Vietnam very boring, but the first section in, in, the, in the training camp was really very nicely done. Okay. Um, well, it's, an, it's not fun, but it's really, really well done in terms of this. This is how the how the thing affects people, and if they cannot get moulded into the shape, they are going to break in one way or another. Yeah, I've never had much fun watching people being broken. Um, all right, letters, um, and it occurs to me that in some ways, maybe it's different nowadays, but in some ways. Traditional schooling is also about breaking people, and maybe that's one of the reasons I'm resisting this particular um, setting. Oomph. If you break a magician, is it a good idea to break a magician? Well, I don't if think so. Do, do you want a random magician who cares about his family, whoever they may be, or do you want a magician who cares about the people he went through the school with, who are who all care about him, and and they are basically united? under the goals that you set for them. It's arguable that the the, the entire modern education system was, to a large extent, designed to produce factory workers for whom we don't have a need at this point. But that's a whole separate argument, and I don't want to get into it. Well, actually, my answer is going to be, I want a magician who is wise enough to uh, use his, his gifts for everybody their gifts, sorry, um, sexist assumption, to use their gifts for everybody and to see the need for serving the, them, uh, using their magic to serve every everybody. Right, so you, you, so you, you need indoctrination of a sort. No, I need a hero. And I don't... <laughs> you, need, uh, you, you need to, uh, to, to uh, a system that will create heroes. And uh, well, I'm not yeah, sure. one, one of the things of, of, that gets into some of the better stories on this is when you get the the revelation that actually the school authorities had a fair idea of what was going on, but 
for and for means of their own they they let they let it happen so that the kids have genuinely thought yes we are in the world is in peril here are we going to step up and save it yes we yes we are so the kids are now used to making that kind of decision that the yes. authorities want them to make in future actually yes that's, that seems per, that seems per, perfectly perfectly rational of course i suspect that sort of treatment is also going to produce a certain number of villains but i believe there are there are stories about that as well. Yeah. All right. I think I think we've talked around about and through this, um, and it may have been a bit um, uh, uh, me working out my own issues. Uh, but I, we hope it was illuminating to you, giving you wisdom, if not making you into heroes. If you have a Gantt chart for uh, your uh, uh, school development programme, then do drop it round to us. You can get in touch with us by... Uh, email podcast at tekeli.ly or leave a message on the website wherever you got this. Also, I have been doing a role-playing experiment. Uh, some of you may remember the Falcon game books from back in the day, uh, uh, mid-80s. I, I have been running this on Mastodon, via a poll. Each time we come to a decision, you get to vote on what, what happens next. We've only had one, one uh, bad ending so far. So, uh, <laughs> if you feel like join, joining in on this, uh, if you look for hash Falcon Gamebooks tag, that, that should get you, or get look, look for me at rogerbwemax.ch. Okay, and we will be re- back again next week, bringing you more combinations of new experimental role-playing and uh, old-fashioned nostalgia. Take care until then. <laughs>